is City Church Together for Tuesday, April 13th. We're happy to be with you today. We hope you're happy to be with us. Uh, my name is Trevor, and uh, we are back at it again with some Here Journals. Um, if you happen to be just picking up uh, the app and listening, uh, or just finding the podcast and listening, uh, what we do when we're doing a Here Journal is uh, we're reading a passage of Scripture, which is on the City Church app. Search Borough City Church in your app store. You can find that app there, and there's a Bible reading plan. And uh, on at least one day a week, we pick one of those up and we highlight a scripture, explain it, apply it, and then respond to it in a prayer and um, prayerfully respond to it with action in our lives. So that's H-E-A-R here. So here, journal. So that's what we're doing today. And we are in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 20. Luke chapter 20 is the scripture for today, verses 41 through 47. And so let's read that. Together. Then he said to them, How can they say that Christ is the son of David? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord declared to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. David calls him Lord. How then can the Christ be his son? While all the people were listening, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who want to go around in long robes and who love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and say long prayers just for show. These will receive harsher judgment. And that is the word of the Lord from Luke chapter 20. All right, so let's highlight first. Um, uh, Highlight and explain kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, Obviously in this, or maybe not so obviously, in the scripture that I just read, there are sort of two parts to it. Um, the first part, which is uh, Christ talking to the scribes, and then uh, the second part, which is Christ talking to his disciples. Okay, so let's learn from that. What does Christ say to the scribes, and then what does Christ say to his disciples about the scribes? Um, setting this up, Um, Jesus is talking with another group just before this about the resurrection. Happened to be the Sadducees who do not believe in a resurrection, and that's why they are sad, you see. That is a hardcore, old-school seminary joke, okay? (laughs) But it must be made. Um, It begs to be made. If if, if I don't make it, the rocks will cry out with that joke. So um, the, the, the Sadducees... That's Jacob laughing in the background. Um, so Jesus has just had this conversation with the Sadducees about the resurrection where they asked Jesus this sort of ridiculous theological question that I'm not even going to go into because it's not that's that was yesterday's reading. Um, but they asked him this ridiculous theological question about who will this theoretical woman be married to Um in the coming kingdom of God because she was married to seven different men, didn't have children with any of them. They were all fulfilling the law. And um, Jesus answers them, basically, you're looking at this resurrection thing all wrong. You, you, you are seeing what I, am, uh, what I am preaching about the coming kingdom of God. You're picturing it all wrong. Okay, so that's, the, that's sort of the story that Luke gives us right before we get into Verse 41, where, um, where he 
uh, Jesus says to them, uh, to some of the scribes, because the scribes sort of just said, ooh, you've spoken well, and they don't, they don't say anything. <laughs> so the scribes are sort of protecting themselves from, um, let's call it Jesus' confrontation, okay, his, his harshness, his sort of, I'm going to shake you to, to, to uh, wake you up. Um, and the question that he asked them, he, he goes to the scribes, and he quotes this scripture. Um, oh, and by the way, the the previous interaction with the Sadducees just ended with um, sort of a way that Jesus talks about in God's eyes there is, um, I don't, I don't want to blow our minds too early here, it, in God's eyes there's, there's no time, okay? And he does this with this talk of God of Abraham, uh, Isaac, and Jacob, and yes, they're all dead, but Moses... Uh, spoke about them in the present tense, and so how could that be? So that's kind of the mood that Jesus is in, is like um, a very uh, Doc Brown, back to the future mood, okay? And that's, that's, so that's the confrontation that he has with the scribes. He says, how in the world does David say, does David say to Yahweh, because that, so in this passage that he quotes from the Old Testament, the Lord, that's Yahweh, Yahweh declares to my, or David's Lord, um, uh, or, uh, you know, his authority. Okay, so they would have understood this to be a messianic psalm talking about the Messiah to come. They understood the Messiah as David's, as a son of David, that the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, will be a son of David, sort of a king in David's line. Now, part of that understanding seemed to be um, indicate that, well, David came first, so David is kind of going to be the greater king. This will be a son of David. Jesus in this is saying, well, first of all, you're looking at things through your little human eyes that see time the way you see it. Because remember what he just said. He's like, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, they are all still alive and all still exist at the same time. And he's, it, it's nutty, like time-splitting God resurrection talk. And he does the same thing here to the scribes where he says, why in the world would David call the Messiah his Lord? Like he, that's what he says. He says in 44, David calls him Lord. How then can the Christ be a son? In other words, you have put the Messiah in a position of inferiority to David, but you are not taking David himself at his word who looks as the Messiah who will come after him with a position of superiority. So he uh, beats him at their own game. Oh, you know, we this remember it's the scribes. So these are the people who were writing out the law. They were studying and breaking down the law. That's what the scribes did, sort of legal stuff. They were writing it out, copying it over and over. And he says, "All right, let's look at some of that text you've copied and defended and uh, you scribes, you lawyers." And and that's where he takes them. He says, "David himself says that this son of David, this Christ, this anointed who will come is bigger and better than he is." Okay? So that's his message to the scribes. Now, he turns to his disciples, and he says about the scribes, which I suppose could have been a little awkward. It seems like they may not hear him. He says, beware of the scribes who want to go around in their long robes, love greetings in marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the places of honor at banquets. Um, this verse is why if I ever see you like at Target, I will always go to the other aisle because I don't want to love the greeting in the marketplace. <laughs> no, not really. Um, no, the, the idea here is what, what he's saying about the scribes is they are in there chopping up the scripture, 
you know, quote unquote, trying to understand it, legalizing it. But really, at the end of the day, they are spiritual abusers. They are using the scripture only to lift themselves up, to benefit themselves. And they do that with all the attention that they get from everyone else. They get the best seats in the synagogues. People have to respect them in the marketplaces. Um, and uh, they go around in long robes that sort of announce to everybody. They get the places of honor at the banquets. And Jesus points out, but they devour widows' houses and their prayers are only for show. Okay, let's think about prayers for show. If prayers are for show, what are prayers not? Okay, or what are prayers no? If prayers are for show, what do we know about the no about the prayers? All right, the, the, what, what prayers are not, if they are for show, is they're not for intimacy. They're not for connection. They're not for relationship. They're not for desperation. They're not for listed. All of the things that prayers are supposed to be. They're not for asking for what you need. They're not you in a position of weakness and lifting God to a position of strength or honoring him in a position of strength. They're not for beholding glory. They're not for um, telling your story to God. They are not for experiencing God. They are not for relationship and intimacy and closeness and talk. They are for show for other people. Okay, so that's one of the scribes. That's what he warns them against. And they devour widows' houses. In other words, the weak, the marginalized, okay, the, the widow would have represented, widows and orphans would represent the weakest in society, the most helpless, those without fathers and without husbands in a, in a patriarchal society. And so he says, you devour widows' houses. You not only, not only are you not ignoring widows, the people that nobody sees. Remember, Jesus is, is saying, watch out for the scribes because they want to be seen. But the people who want to be seen are going to the people that nobody sees, and instead of lifting them up to also be seen and noticed sort of by neighbor and society or helping them say, hey, let's lift these people up so they can be helped and they can receive the help they need so they don't fall. Instead, you go and take what little they have from them. You devour the houses. You, you are um, ripping them off. You are snookering them out of money. You're saying, uh, you know, I, I think of prosperity gospel preachers here who, um, you know, talk um, uh, senior citizens into, you know, sending in their social security check um, or their disability check, and they, they're, they're literally left with nothing because they've listened to a preacher on TV say, I need your money. Um, that's the sort of thing that Jesus is warning against. Okay, so that's our, that's our, our highlight and explain. Now let's talk about apply. So what do we do with this? Um, what, what should our ongoing response to these truths be? Um, oh, the first one for me when I read this is just to say, um, literally, oh my God, you are so much higher than me and understand so much more than me. Um, like when, when Jesus is getting on the Sadducees and then coming in and chopping it up with the scribes who think they're on top of their game with scripture. And Jesus just points out this simple little passage that these dummies should have seen all along, but they didn't because they were blinded by their own bride. It's like, oh my gosh, what do I not even understand about the way that God sees time? You know, I, again, it's not necessarily a, a direct meaning of this passage, but I think it is an application to say, wow, Jesus, you know so much more than I do. Man, I have got to step into trusting you. I've got to fall back into you because you, 
it, it is just better to follow you and trust you than it is to go toe-to-toe with you with, well, Jesus, actually, this scripture says this, and this scripture, just, uh, another application of this is not only to, is to watch out for wolves. Um, you know, Jesus turns to his disciples, and he says, don't, uh, don't be like the scribe, or he, it actually doesn't say don't be like, he says beware of, so it is a very sort of wolfy warning, um, uh, which kind of sounds like witchy woman by the eagles, except, ooh, wolfy warning. Uh, it is a, it's a wolf warning. Beware. Beware. Why? Beware spiritual abusers. Beware people who will bring Scripture to you and, and who will, you know, pour over the Scripture, but really all they are out to do is get your, you know, your, your grandma's paycheck um, or Social Security check. You know, beware people who use prayer not for intimacy but for show. Um, and listen, this is beware not only beware because watch out because they'll come after you. They'll try to twist scripture to, to um, they'll try to twist scripture to your shame and, you know, they're there to devour you. It's not only for that. It's also beware inside of you disciples. Beware you disciples that your prayer life not turn into. So I like I want to, what does my prayer life look like? Do I pray primarily for show? Is every prayer I say only heard by other people? Do I have moments of intimacy with God and prayer? Do I have a prayer life that's intimate with God? What am I doing with widows' houses, with, with the weak and the vulnerable? Um, is my life only to be seen? Is, is my, uh, when I am not seen, what am I doing? Do I care about God and his kingdom when, when um, it's not going up on Instagram? You know, I, those are the things that I want to apply and be, and be mindful of. And those are all challenges. So let's um, respond now with a prayer, thanking God for, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what the prayer is. I don't want to spoil it. So let's just pray it. Let's be silent together and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for every time we open up the scripture, there is just, uh, there's a challenge. I was challenged today by this. There's a comfort. I'm comforted by how much you know, how incredible you are, how much higher your ways are than mine. I'm comforted by the fact that you look out for the weakest among us. And that also challenges me because in many ways, I am not the weakest among us. I have, there, there, there are so many ways that, that I am strong more than I am weak. And it feels good and it feels like I have control, even though I know that's an illusion. So Father, would you help me? help all of us to see our weakness and in that fall into you take a step towards you in obedience God make our prayers not just for show and that's ooh, that's a tough thing to pray on a podcast a literal show you know increase our intimacy with you help us to seek out the quiet spaces the secret places and commune with you there by opening up our lives and talking with you by receiving your word here from you. Thank you, Father, for being a Father who listens, a Father who protects, a Father who cares enough about us to warn us about the way that people will twist Scripture to devour us. Protect
protect us from that, and God, protect us from ourselves from becoming that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.